So what we have here is something indescribable. The very words in these texts tell us all that we need to know. A Savior is born. God with us. Great joy. And don't miss this next part. For He will save His people from their sins. Welcome back to Season 3 of Return to Truth Podcast. I am your host, Clint Curry. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time here with me, then please allow me to welcome you to the show. And if you've listened to us before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the Bible truth and this podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast channel so you can stay up to date on each and every new episode that drops. They drop every single Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, if you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or seasons for that matter, then please, please make sure you take some time to go back and give them a listen. We have covered so much already at this point, so please don't miss out. In our last episode, we discussed aliens and the Bible. That is an episode you don't want to miss. So with that said, before we begin today's episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we cannot begin to thank you enough for the eternal gift that is your Son. Without your gift, the plan of redemption, we would be lost. It is because of your love we have such a gift. Help us not to lose sight of what really matters, your only Son. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of today's episode is Good Tidings of Great Joy. The birth of Jesus was nearly 2,000 years ago. I think we all know the story of Jesus exceptionally well at this point. However, we don't need one day a year to celebrate His birth. His birth is an everlasting celebration and literally a world-changing event. This is something that should be celebrated all year long, every single day. His birth signifies much more than just another human being who was born into this world. It signifies God on earth. It shows us that our Creator wants nothing more than to restore to us what was once lost by us. All through the ultimate gift of His Son, Jesus. So, before we begin, let's dive into some interesting facts surrounding the birth of Jesus. Number one, most people don't know this, but the New Testament contains two Christmas stories, not one. The events surrounding Jesus' birth are taken from two Gospels, Matthew and Luke, and they are slightly different, offering more insight when we read them together. Number two, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The word Bethlehem actually means house of bread. What's fascinating about that is that the Bible states that Jesus is the bread of life. In John 6, 35, we read this. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. The bread of life in Bethlehem, the house of bread. We see that Jesus comes from the house of bread to be life-saving bread to all the world. 
Number three, I've got some bad news for you here. You may not like this, but Jesus was not born in December. More than likely, that is the case. So why on earth do we celebrate it in December? Well, let's take a look at some commentary on that. It says here, you could thank Emperor Constantine for that in the 4th century. Many times, Christians would hold holidays during the same times as pagan festivals for a wholesome alternative. In this case, Christmas occurred during the winter solstice. While Christmas has been celebrated on December 21st for nearly 1,700 years, Jesus was not actually born in December. In fact, he was not born in winter at all. Way too cold for Jesus. In the year 336 AD, Emperor Constantine established Christmas to be on the winter solstice, which is December. However, Jesus most likely had a spring birth, thanks to the mention in Luke 2 of shepherds abiding in their fields. You see, during springtime, sheep gave birth to lambs, hence why they would stay out at night as well in case a night birth occurred. But we cannot say for sure exactly when Jesus' birth happened as shepherds did stay out in the fields year-round. But it's more than likely that it did happen in the springtime. But that doesn't mean that you can't celebrate it all year long. It doesn't matter the day. All that matters is that Jesus was born. Number four. More bad news. I'm, I'm sorry. The wise men were not there. They were not present at Jesus' birth. No matter what the nativity scenes may try to tell you, in fact, it took the wise men about two years to make their trek from their homeland to Judea when they approached Herod. This means they did not see Jesus until he'd reached the age of two, hence why Herod tries to kill children around that age. Number five, the manger was not wood. So forget the wooden trough. The manger actually was used as a feeding station for the animals in the cave. You see, in that part of the world, Animals were kept in caves and feeding troughs were made out of stone. So Jesus was probably born in a cave around Bethlehem somewhere and laid in a stone trough. I know, this isn't the picture you had in mind. You're like, Clint, what is going on here? Not born in December, born in a cave, a stone trough. What are you doing here? Well, let me go ahead and paint a different picture for you. Jesus' birth is one of the greatest miracles ever recorded. And even though many of us have heard the story over and over throughout our lives, we can learn something new every single time we read through it. Many of us have likely heard the story of Jesus' birth. There's no doubting that. But just in case you don't remember the greatest story ever told, let's give you a bit of a refresher. The story of Jesus' birth, it links to both past and future state of things to come. So, let's go ahead and paint that picture. Let's set the scene and embrace the gift that God has given us. It started a couple thousand years ago. In the humble town of Bethlehem, nestled under a tapestry of stars, a divine event unfolded that would echo throughout all of history. The air was crisp, and the night held a sacred stillness as if the universe itself paused to witness the extraordinary. Nestled among the rolling hills, where simplicity painted the landscape, a pivotal moment unfolded 
that would resonate through the corridors of time. It was a scene not of grandeur, but of profound significance. The birth of Christ, God with us. Mary, a young and virtuous woman, felt the weight of destiny upon her shoulders. Her heart, pure and full of grace, bore the secret entrusted to her by the angel Gabriel, who appeared to her, proclaiming that she, a virgin, would conceive and give birth to the Son of God. As the faithful night approached, Mary and her betrothed, Joseph, embarked on a journey to Bethlehem. The city bustled with activity, its narrow streets echoing with the murmur of travelers seeking refuge. The couple navigated through the crowded marketplaces, searching for places to rest amid the influx of visitors. Yet, as fate would have it, the inns were brimming with weary travelers, their doors firmly closed to the humble pair. Undeterred, Joseph, a carpenter by trade, sought shelter in a humble stable on the outskirts of town. There, amidst the lowing of livestock and the scent of hay, Mary found solace in the humble setting that would bear witness to the miraculous birth. The humble stable was no palace fit for a king. But within the modest walls, the divine plan unfolded. It was amid the simplicity, in the midst of poverty, that the King of Kings chose to make his entrance. Bathed in the soft glow of a radiant star that seemed to linger directly above the stable, Mary began to experience the pains of labor. The heavens themselves seemed to hold their breath as a divine moment approached with anticipation. The air shimmered with a palpable energy as angels unseen sang praises to the newborn king. From golden crowns and streets of gold to the darkness of a stable of hay, here lies our Savior. In that sacred space, Mary cradled her newborn son, wrapped in swaddling clothes. His eyes, pools of innocence and wisdom, met hers in a silent exchange that transcended mortal understanding. The baby's cry, though tender, resonated with the weight of eternity, a proclamation that the world had been forever changed. As the scene unfolds further, a radiant light bathes the stable, Angels with wings outstretched descend from the heavens to proclaim the joyous news. Their voices, like a celestial chorus, resonate through the stillness of the night, reaching shepherds in the fields and wise men from distant lands. Outside the stable, shepherds tending to their flocks in the quiet fields became recipients of celestial invitation. An angel clothed in heavenly radiance appeared before them, announcing the joyous news of the Savior's birth. The heavens erupted in a chorus of angels, their voices cascading like a symphony of divine revelation. Overwhelmed by the heavenly spectacle, the shepherds embarked on a pilgrimage to witness the miracle firsthand. Guided by the resplendent star that marked the newborn king's arrival, they arrived at the humble stable. Their eyes, accustomed to the darkness of night, beheld the divine light from the infant in Mary's arms. And then, some time later, in the distance, enter the wise men, guided by a star that pierced the darkness, 
cloaked in rich robes, bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, a journey of seeking and offering. They followed the radiant star that hung like a beacon in the vast expanse of the night sky. Upon reaching the scene where the star had led them, the wise men entered the home of Jesus, their regal garments contrasting with the simplicity of the surrounding. Kneeling before the child, they presented their gifts, symbols of homage to divine presence that grace the world with love and salvation to all. In the final frames of the cinematic journey, the audience is left with a profound truth that the birth of Christ is a gift unparalleled in its significance. It is a gift that transcends the confines of time and space, inviting each soul to partake in the eternal embrace of divine love and salvation. The story of the birth of Jesus, a tale woven with celestial threads and anchored in humility, unfolded as the testament to the boundless compassion of the divine. In that quiet stable, under the watchful gaze of the heavens, a child was born who would illuminate the path of humanity with a message of love, redemption, and eternal hope. And so, the echoes of that holy night reverberate through the ages, inviting all who hear to embrace the profound significance of a babe and a manger, a symbol of divine grace and a promise of everlasting joy. What a beautiful sight this must have been. That was my version of the birth of Jesus. But let's go ahead and read both stories now directly from the Bible and see what they tell us. We read in Matthew, it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ might have been born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, 
they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Now let's read the second story of Jesus' birth. It's in Luke, and it says this. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and good will toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told to them. And that story can be found in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. So, we see here, born in a dark cave and into a dark world. But how many of you will actually take a moment to truly comprehend what has happened here in the story of Christ's birth? What we have here is something indescribable. The very words in these texts tell us all that we need to know. A Savior is born. God with us. Great joy. And don't miss this next part, for he will save his people from their sins. This is truly the greatest gift of all time. Jesus' birth should be in our minds at every given moment. So why is this so important? Here's the reason. Because God's love is often described as boundless and unconditional, but it also transcends human comprehension so much so that it reaches every individual, regardless of flaws or shortcomings. It doesn't matter who you are. This gift is for everyone. It's a love that seeks to redeem, forgive, and guide, offering a profound sense of purpose and acceptance that can only be found in His Son, Jesus. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says this, We love Him because He first loved us. So at the core of this, what we see is that God first loved us. God's ultimate expression of love is seen in the giving of His Son, 
highlighting the depth of divine compassion and the desire for a meaningful connection with humanity that would do whatever necessary to bring us back to Him. This is the gift of an ultimate restoration of love. God is love, so much so that He gave His only Son. This is what Christ's birth should mean to us. In the quiet of a stable, beneath the canvas of a starlit sky, the universe unwrapped its most profound gift, the birth of Jesus, a timeless revelation that love, humility, and divine grace can change the course of all eternity. You see, in a world obsessed with extravagant gifts, worldly possessions, and pleasures, Jesus showed up in a stable, and he reminded us that the greatest gift of all is the love of God. Return to Truth will be back after a short break on January 1st, so please mark your calendars and stay tuned for our next episode. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram. Just search the name Return to Truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question, and we will answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout-out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you and what you have to say. Please share this podcast as much as you can. And remember, stay tuned to this channel for our next episode as we return to truth.